Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple show in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and other forms of adjacent music that people send in to us. Uh, it's uh, typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do like, even if we don't. Um, go buy records, go see bands. Uh, the format of the show is also very simple. We roll some dice every week. We usually land on between five and seven uh, randomly selected bands out of a queue of ten. We listen to them. That's all there is to it. I'm going to try my best not to sniff on Mike too much. My you COVID? No, you know, I do not have COVID. Uh, my allergies are just going crazy. All the cottonwood is just, dude, it's sending me. Um, all of the When I see those little fuzzies flying through the air, I know that my time has come. So this particular time of like transition from spring into summer is an, a true nightmare for me. I wake up every day, I cannot breathe. My eyes water and itch. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to to, to be too sniffy on the mic. Sure. Other than that, I don't really have any life updates. I don't have any. Uh, world observations or witticisms to lead the show in with. It's been a couple of weeks. We took last week off because of Memorial Day. It has been a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's why we took it off yeah. for sure. Yeah, not, not not because I have been procrastinating on a thing I needed to do for this very show for no. for weeks. No, you were weeks saving those for Memorial Day. I was saving those as a Memorial Day special. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, I've, I've just been nothing exciting, nothing that anybody that listens to the show would want to hear. I've just been busy with work stuff. I've got so... You mentioned the transition from spring into summer. Sure. Summer's coming in hot right now. It is coming in hot. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. The neighbor scene uh-huh. here. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, has there been any updates since I saw you like, uh, what, a week or week, a week and a half ago? So, that was? right. Like, so there was a woman and another guy that moved into an apartment. Yeah. And then the woman left. Oh, the woman left? <clears throat> well, she left the dude, right? Okay, oh, okay. So woman and guy A. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I don't know his name. Sure. Woman and guy A mm-hmm. um, moved into a new corner apartment. Right. That's exciting. Yeah, sure. They keep wanting to put lawn chairs on our driveway. <laughs> okay. Right? Sure. Why the woman not? was caught on several CCTVs around town stealing things yep. and being posted on Facebook. And then that was yeah. controversial because, yes. you know, you can't out a thief, apparently. Yes, you cannot out a thief. That's you right. Know, she asked about the bikes in our garage. Yes. Okay. So cool. Now I had to fucking fix the deadbolt in the garage. Sure. And get cameras. Yep. Right? And hobnails in my boots <laughs> so I can go out and stomp somebody's fucking brain in if I find them in the, in the garage. Right. Um, but then she left Guy A. Okay. I don't know why I'm calling him Guy A because I'm just going to call the other guy Vic. Okay, sure. <laughs> so she left her, her man. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Okay. But they fight constantly. Okay. And she shacked up with Vic. Oh, no shit. So he's our other neighbor, right? Oh, okay. I didn't, there, was, there was a huge brawl. I didn't know about this. <laughs> and there was a huge, like, because she's spending all her time over Vic's place. I guess you did mention that, I but did. I didn't know she was met. So I didn't know she was with Guy A. So she, she was spending all of her time <laughs> okay. over at Vic's place. And so Guy A and Vic and this woman then got it, would get into fights. And yeah. I would, like, rip down at screens and scream at her and, like, try to get at Vic, I guess, and try to get at them. I don't, I don't know. I just hear lots of yelling. Right, yeah. Right? Um, so there was a big, couple weeks ago, there was a big, a big slobber knocker, I guess. Okay. Right. And she shacked up with Vic. They closed up his place. Mm-hmm. Blinds down, door closed. Doors never closed with Vic's. Right. Fucking four in the morning. There he is. Yeah. Right. Door closed. No sign of anybody. Okay. Right. <laughs> sure. I figured Vic is 
66 years old. Yeah. He told me the other day. Mm-hmm. Looks terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks bad. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, he hasn't felt the caress of woman in 30 years. No, no. At least. Yeah. Right. It's been a while. For sure. So I figured Vic's got this lady sitting there, staying there, mm-hmm. close the doors up. Yeah. Turned it into a bit of a sexual hothouse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. A little bit of a sexual hothouse. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. I guess I was wrong. Okay. Because then, well, let's just say Vic's dick has made an appearance on the streets <laughs> every day for like the past week, sometimes multiple days. Really? Yes. Whole dick. Whole dick. Why? What, under what? Uh, under what circumstances? Sometimes he shows up in the door naked. Okay. And he shows up in in, in his doorway naked at like four in the four in the morning or yeah. four in the afternoon. Sure. And he's drunk and he's talking to himself about he doesn't have anything to live for anymore. And mm-hmm. he used to be, um, you know, he went to Purdue. Oh, good for him. And he used to be, you know, yeah. he used to be somebody. He right. used to be a landscaper. And he said, nobody respects that. He says, you think those motherfuckers respect that? All they want me is my social security money. That's all they want is my social security. Yeah. Referring to guy A and the woman. Right, yeah, of course. Pretty sure. Yeah. Because they're the new variable. Which is probably true. Yeah. Yes, probably is true, right? Yes. So I don't think it was much of a sexual hothouse going on. Right. I think it was more of just like um, a catfishing scam. Perhaps. Yeah, of course, of course. Right? Yes. So there, there, I think there's an angle on Vic's social security. Okay. <laughs> okay. Vic's dick is out. Almost on a regular basis. Now, it, it basically does not live indoors anymore. Right, yeah. Not even behind pants. Yeah. He'll come out in, like, these really short khaki-like swimwear trunks mm-hmm. with the zippers busted. Okay. Dick just hanging out. Fuck yeah, man. Just walking around. It's summertime. It's summertime. I mean, you know you know right. that summer is coming when that's when that sort of behavior begins to ramp up right. around the city. And it, 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 the heat hasn't even been turned up yet. Right, yeah. Right. The other day before work, trying to load up a canoe because I got to take a canoe to work. Okay. Fucking thing's heavy. 14, 15 foot aluminum canoe. I got to put it on top of my goddamn truck by myself. Yeah. So I'm lifting this canoe over my head. Vic is talking to me about how he doesn't have anything to live anymore. It's fucking 530 in the morning. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And like he's getting as close to me as he's ever gotten to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, physically close. Yeah, of course. Right. Like stepping right up to me and and like talking to me. And I I can see in his mouth. Yeah. And I can see the roots of the teeth that are left. Yeah. And the holes of the teeth that are gone. That's rough. Right. Which is bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Right. Yeah. And he's his face looks like one of those like. On Ren and Stimpy, when there's like a close up <laughs> yeah. of somebody's face, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah, it does. And he's like, you know, talking to me. Just picture like all the pustules and the holes from his teeth and the nerve endings and stuff. And he's yeah. like, well, I don't. I mean, yeah, I drink, but uh, I, I don't. I'm 66 years old. I, I don't even know what, what why I keep living. I don't even know what what I'm gonna live for anymore. <laughs> And he's standing like two feet away from me while I'm lifting this fucking hundred some odd pound canoe overhead to put it on my truck. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, have you called the cops? He's like, the cops don't fucking care. You got to be my witness. And I'm like, what, what, what do you, what do you want me to <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah, for sure. What do you want me to do? And his dick is hanging out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I don't know, man. You got to keep, keep it on, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Got in my truck and fucking ran off. The thing about the, a situation like that, and I don't mean to, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not disparaging anybody who might listen to our, to our show who is suffering 
currently with mental health issues. We've had a few people confide in us that, that our show has helped them through some dark times. So I'm not talking to you right now. Okay. But well, I see, but the, here's the thing. Like, I, I know what you're going to say. Let them let, just let go. Just let go. You know what I mean? I know what you're going to say, right? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But like at the same time, kind of like, Oh my God, Vic, like part of me, part of me is like, a small voice in my head is like, maybe you can help this man. Sure, yeah. I mean, I experienced the same sort of feelings. 10, 15%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. 50% of my head is, oh my God, oh my God, just put the fucking canoe in the truck and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? And then like 40% is, oh, please, 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 just go away. Please. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yes, you have come across the solution to your problem. Right. That's <laughs> right. Because you got to wonder... What is what is left for this man in this world besides pain and misery I know. and suffering? You I know. know what I mean. He looks like uh, he looks like a leather snowman. Yeah. On two 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 sticks. The, I I will I will say as a young person, the chances that you've come against a problem or a challenge that you can't just wait out uh, or work on and and improve your circumstances are small. You probably can. Things will almost certainly get better for you. But when you're 66 years old, toothless, alcoholic, living in a little efficiency apartment, getting in fights with your neighbors, getting scammed on social security, letting your and, dick hang and out. your dick is hanging out all, all day, every day. I think at that point, it's, it's literally just a downward slide into the worst conditions imaginable. And there's no, there's no time of day yeah. where you can sneak one past him. I mm -hmm. swear to God, dude, I'll walk out the morning at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And there he is, dude. I see him all the time. Every like, so if the weather is nice, specifically, if I pull up, I see him lurking in the doorway, or he'll pull down the shades and right. look at me as I'm coming in, or whatever. Right. You, you're right. You cannot sneak past this man. He's like fucking Cerberus at the gates of hell. Yes, <laughs> he, he is absolutely. Yeah, he's got at least two heads looking all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, and and I don't mind like. I don't mind the dick hanging out. Sure, whatever. I mind the impacts that the dick hanging out has on other people. Of course. Right? Yes, yeah. But I think it's funny. Yeah, sure. I don't mind the fighting. Right. What I what I don't like is the coming to me right, with yeah. this shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He he because because you're a fairly nice and approachable guy, he erroneously believes that you are a confidant. Yeah. <laughs> I have that problem too cuz I'll be real polite to people who are in a in a bad way. Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, hell, you're a nice guy. You can bail me out." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no I can't. I'm in no position to I, help you out." I, buddy. I don't even know where to begin to help you. Yeah, man. no way, man. No way, Jose. That's why. That's why with my old neighbor from Jump, I just let him know, "Hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not with the bullshit." Yeah, you know. But that's the thing is like. I thought we thought about early on taking that stance. Yeah, sure. But then I was like, we do not want. I, I said, we do not want an apartment full. Right, sure. Of Vic and Vic allies. No, you got it. Yeah, us. you got a different situation. Mine's just a duplex with a fucking lunatic on top of me, and I just told him, "Hey, I'm, I'm, right. I'm not fucking with this." You know what I mean? And I was confident that I was in a position to handle any sort of fuckery that might take place there. Right. But yeah, you got a whole apartment building full of fucking derelict psychopaths that may be formed in an alliance against you if you were to take that position. If only they, if only they could stop catfishing each other. If only, if only. <laughs> Dude, that ties back into what we've talked about before too. On like the like, if you if if you have any way 
to to go straight. If you're living a life of crime, you know what I mean? Just do it. Just if you have any way to go straight, if you've got any path out of that life, take it. Right. Take it now. Right. Because you will you will end up the woman getting caught on camera shoplifting from local businesses and trying to catfish your 67-year-old toothless neighbor for his social security check. That's the end result. That's right. You're not you're not Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? No. You're, you're going to be living in the efficiency apartment trying to catfish senior citizens for the social security check. So go straight. Turn your life around while right. you can. A life of crime doesn't right. pay. Remember, Scarface was a tragedy, not yeah. a comedy. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, for sure. Right on. Your dog's going crazy. Yeah, Tiff's on. We should pause. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, that was a, that was a slight pause uh, to accommodate for Petey's no, barking. No reason to even acknowledge it. Well, yeah, because there's no way that we could... I don't think we were in a position where we could have easily spliced that conversation together. It doesn't. We weren't at a good it, it, jumping people off People just point. forward through this shit anyway. Some people do. Some people do. Oh, that a few months back or a couple months back, the guy who gave us like the one-star review, and yeah. then I was like, hey, man, you don't even have to listen to the show. You can just click the hyperlinks, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, he came back and left another review that was two stars and said, I upped my star rating because they read my review on the show. But I still uh, just fast forward through the show to the bands, yeah. usually grossly overestimating my mark. And then I have to rewind it repeatedly. Just click the hyperlink. Just click the hyperlink, buddy. I'm just trying to help you out, man. So, uh, all right, cool. Well, on that, I mean, there's nothing going on in my life that could possibly top, you know, dick hanging out and shit like that. So let's just jump. Let's just jump right into, sure. the, right into the show then. Um, so first up in the queue tonight, we have got uh, Paranoid. This comes to us from Matthias. We've heard this stuff. Uh, we haven't heard this. I, at least I have not heard this no. new release. It's just a two-song EP that came out uh, in March of this year that I haven't listened to yet. Paranoid is a, a bigger band. I imagine they will be familiar to many people in our listenership. We've had them on the show before. They are very good. Uh, then we have got Street Power with their demo 2022. This is a band out of Boston, Massachusetts. It was sent in by Brody, um, who said that the art is good, the music is not that good, but it did make him want to buy a ski mask. Okay. He said that <laughs> he said that even though the music isn't that great, and that he imagines that we won't love it, that he uh, he thinks that it will hit with some listeners of the okay. show. Good. Uh, then we have got Utopia with uh, Second Figure. This is a band from France. This was sent in by Derek, who described it as some French post punk. Then we have got Cockring with their demo 2022. This is a band from Sacramento, California. It was sent in by a member of the band, Noah, who uh, says that they are a big fan of the show and uh, have found a lot of stuff uh, from the show that they enjoy, even when it's stuff that we don't like, and that this is they are a, a queer hardcore band from Sacramento. Then we have got Anemic Interior with their self-titled release. This uh, this has been in the queue before. Um, it was resubmitted by Sam because he said it's really good, so he wanted to give the uh, Dice another chance to favor it. Then we have got Neutrals with their Bus Stop Nights EP. This is a band from Oakland, California. It was sent in by TJ, my buddy who lives out in Pittsburgh. Typically uh, sends in some pretty good shit. This is out on Static Shock um, in the UK. Uh, oh, I think... Um, uh, yeah, maybe distroed through Static Shock in the UK. I don't know if they actually put it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is on. Yeah, this is on Static Shock. I think I've seen some people posting about this. I've, I've listened to this, but I, I can't remember what it sounds like. Okay. Um, then we have got Gleep Glorp with their demo. This is a band out of Jacksonville, Florida. It comes to us from uh, Fatty Hearst, who described it as some uh, like a two-piece electro punk group. 
Then we have got Kagami from Tokyo, Japan with their demo. This was sent in by John, who plays in the path. I don't think he said anything about it. At this point, he just sends links our way and uh, and doesn't, you know, expound upon what the, what the band it's sounds John's like. John's weekly uh, world world music yeah, submission. The, yes, the world, the John's world music hour. Then we have got Noel with Met Empiric. Uh, this is a band out of Tennessee, so, who I was really convinced that we had on the show before, but I'm not sure that we actually have. If we did, um, it was at some point last year. I wanna say that we may have had them on the show, but I don't know. I, I could also just, be, it could also just be because I saw them on some flyers recently, and I think a few friends of mine saw this band. Either way, they are like a death grindy band from Tennessee. Uh, this was sent in by Jake from the Kings of Punk podcast, uh, slash the band Leaky, Leaking Head. And then last up, we have got Sniffany in the Nits with the Unscratchable Itch from the UK. Uh, this was sent in by Grant. Uh, we have at least talked about Sniffany in the Nits on the show before. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we've actually listened to him on the show. If so, we maybe did it on like one of the year-end episodes where we, we... did, because the 7-inch that came out on Thrilling Living was one of my favorite releases of like 2020 or something. Yeah, super, super good stuff. Uh, but I have not listened to this new shit yet. And the the whole record doesn't drop until uh, July 8th, but they have like two songs up from it. So I'm sure this is equally good. Let's uh, roll the dice and uh, find out what's first. Three. Okay, three is uh, Utopi the band from uh, France. You can find this at Utopie uh, Lily. Uh, Lil, I don't fucking know. I don't speak French. Uh, that's U-T-O-P-I-E-L-I-L-L-E.bandcamp.com. You can also just go to the show notes and click the link. Uh, so Don't yeah, have to listen to a word we say. The, literally, the service we provide is minimal it's very minimal but you you <laughs> you can make it your own yeah you you literally can just click the i mean you don't have to list you could basically just go to only the show notes every week right. and get the best right. part of the show like without weekly, any of like this. Like a weekly newsletter. Right, yeah. Can't, yeah. We can't even guarantee that this is good. Right, yes. Some of it might be bad, but check this out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's our weekly newsletter yeah. with bands in it provided from people provided to us by people from around the world. Yeah, yep, exactly. So if you would like to utilize the show in that way, right. feel free. Right. Um, now give us our three-star recording. Yeah, uh, yeah, our, our three-star three review. review. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, um, okay, so they got, uh, they got the first song queued up to play. I, I don't speak French. French. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. I didn't take French. I took Latin. It hasn't been helpful to me. I did not go into the sciences, mm. and I am also not a scholar. Well, there are others. There, there are other songs that at least three of them you could probably pronounce probably but incendiaire statuses sure or statues yep palm de pin palm de pin uh but that's not the song they have queued up to play so okay. might as well just go with what they have uh have queued up and what is the lead into this seven inch so we're gonna listen to the first song off of the record second figure by utopia
We just heard the first song off of the second figure LP by the band Utopia from France. I liked that a lot. Um, I think a few listeners have commented uh, mostly correctly that, you know, the post-punk thing is is very in right now. There are a lot of bands that are starting to sound rather samey and like the sort of traditional blown out hardcore stuff that we hear on this show frequently. I have taken the position at this point that stuff like this needs to be not just as good as, but but better than its contemporaries for it to stand out to me. I think that this was, this was really, really, really good. I liked this a lot, specifically for the fact that it was a little bit harder edged. This was not lackadaisical, whimsical, dreamy post-punk stuff. This is post-punk with like an emphasis on the punk element of it. It actually reminded me um, a lot less of like European and UK post-punky stuff and a lot more of like early 80s US death rock stuff. There was a lot of like Christian death in here. Um, some of the riffs reminded me too of this band Burning Image, who is like a, an 80s band that's pretty slept on that Alternative Tentacles put out, um, who is also West, Co- West Coast death rock stuff. And I think that scene is really interesting because unlike the UK post-punk stuff, which kind of evolved parallel to and as a response to um, like the punk scene there, the death rock stuff and post-punky stuff that came out of the West Coast was basically an offshoot of hardcore. So it had a, a very distinct, uh, harder edge sensibility, even though like the early Christian death stuff is, is pretty hard edged stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, this reminded me a lot of that in those ways. There were some riffs that, that to me sounded almost exactly like like burning image riffs, which is uh, a winning formula for me. This was yeah, great. like the co- the guitar and the chorus, for instance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Came in really good. The thing that the thing that helped it out with me, I like this. I like this as well. And um, at first, I was kind of like, "Oh, here we go, one of these." Sure, yeah, right, right. But there there 
the thing that kind of stood this out for me was too was the um, where the vocals sat and everything. Yeah, because that made it sound a little more energetic. Yep. and I a agree. little more punk. Yep, for sure. And having them just buried and real flat in the mix or something yep. like that, they were just kind of like right out front. Yep. Um, and, and and getting your attention. So yeah, I like this. This was. Uh, I wasn't sure where I was going to land on this until basically the first the, the first chorus. Yeah, for sure. Yep, everything came together real, real, real nice in the chorus. This was, uh, yeah, this was good stuff. I like the bass-driven aspect of this. Obviously, that's like a key component of a lot of the post-punk stuff that's going on right now. The bass is like holds down sort of like the mel- melodic center of this shit and the guitar noodles. But the moments where the guitar hit those power chords uh, felt like... Um, it was like a nice reprieve from like all of the noodling that was going mm-hmm. on. They knew exactly where to inject that to sort of like bring the song back together and recenter it and make it feel very energetic. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was really good stuff. I will definitely listen to the rest of this and, and check out the stuff that they put out previously to this, which looks like um, <clears throat> they did like one standalone track that was, I think, on a comp uh, last year and then a demo in 2020. So um, all right, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. All right. Five. All right, five is uh, Neutrals. You can find this at neutrals.bandcamp.com. This is their Bus Stop Nights EP. Um, I guess this band has been doing stuff for a fucking grip. Um, looks like they put out their first uh, their first demo in 2016, but they have somehow slipped totally under my radar. I have not seen this name around. It seems like from the description and from the person who is sending it our way and the label that it's on, it seems like a thing that, that is probably in my wheelhouse and should have been on my radar previously, but just for whatever reason, it hasn't been. So um, they have got uh, the title track queued up to play. However, they have a video for, and TJ also suggested the second track on here, Gary Borthwick Says. So we'll go with that one. So we're going to listen to Gary Borthwick Says by Neutrals off of their Bus Stop Nights EP. Elizabeth Taylor Gary Borthwick swears That she's his next door neighbor Gary Borthwick is completely sure He played bass guitar for the cure Gary Borthwick tells a lot of tall tales Hangs out with Tom Jones when he goes to Wales Gary Borthwick's not a total cretin Plugged into the moon Of that I'm certain Gary Borthwick talks a lot of shit Gets away with it. Gary Borthwick says. Gary Borthwick says. Gary Borthwick says. Gary Borthwick says. Runner in Glasgow Gary says his dad's away Working for the CIA Gary stays home and looks after his mum She sleeps all day to avoid the sun Gary Borthwick's not a total cretin Plugged into the moon, of that I'm certain Gary Borthwick talks a lot of shit And he gets away with it In a world of his own Gary Borthwick 
Okay, we just heard the song Gary Borthwick Says by Neutrals off of their Bus Stop Nights EP. This struck me at just the right time of year, that's for sure. Um, yeah. June just hit. I have already been spinning the Vaselines and the Pastels and the Pop Guns and TV personalities and shit like that. And that is exactly what this reminds me of. That's clearly what they're going for. That's clear, clearly what they're informed by. Also, Alan McNaughton, the vocalist of this band, is clearly Scottish and referenced Glasgow in the song. I feel like the Scots have done this style of music the best since its inception. I was going to say, you know, does this work without the accent? Yeah, exactly. It it can, but, like, the accent helps so, so much. Right. I mean, Jesus and Mary Chain, whatever, in the same general world, uh, especially the stuff after Psycho Candy that's not as feedback-laden, Darklands and shit like that. Yeah, man, I mean, the Scots have done this best since Jump, uh, and this is this is just in a long lineage of great uh, great Scottish bands doing this kind of stuff. It's, it's fucking sick. It's a band that, wa- or it's a, a style that walks a tightrope. It can easily fall into an area that it becomes completely unappealing to me, but when done in this particular style of, like, lo-fi, uh, kind of sloppy, charmingly fun, uh, incredibly Scottish, all of these things coalesce to, to create something that I've been a sucker for since I was a kid, and I still really like. This is like, th- this uh, this song is like um, com- like a musical common ground. I feel like you could put this on, and this is not a knock on it. Right. I feel like this you could put this on, and le- unless you're dealing with like, you know, somebody that's really into modern country. Yeah, somebody who wears their sunglasses on the right. back of their head. Somebody that's yeah. like from another fucking planet. Sure, someone right. with a flexi fit hat. Right. Yeah. Then um, you know, we're all going to generally agree that this is catchy and good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. For if sure. this shows up in a fucking like Wes Anderson movie. Sure. <laughs> yes, right, 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 right. Yeah. It's your favorite fucking scene. Yes, exactly. Right. Yep. So, yeah, this was this was this was fucking good. Um, I don't have much much more else to say about it. No, nope, it was I, sick. The, the the song Gary Borthwick says it says um, it's basically a, a song about a full time bullshitter. Right. Yes. I have known more than a few. Absolutely. They just can't even fucking help themselves. My dad and grandpa have so many. I mean, they both worked at a steel mill uh, for for many years, so they have a lot of good stories about full time bullshitters that they worked with. Because I mean, those are the type of dudes that you used to find in steel mills, and that you still uh-huh. find on if you're a if you're a truck driver or you're working in a blue collar. There's profession. nothing going on. They have to exactly. I worked at a lumber mill with a guy that would tell me the most outrageous fucking stories. Yeah, man. About how like he and another guy shot telephone poles down with an elephant gun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The the kid that I knew like that uh, when I was younger was a dude whose dad was like he was you know he was the military equivalent of of middle management. He was a fucking 
lieutenant or something, right? And he served in Desert Storm, and he worked uh, in intelligence to some degree, but he was not in the fucking CIA or anything. Yeah. But he took advantage of the fact that, like, kids who were not, like, uh, autistically inclined to know everything about the military like I was when I was, I was a young child and didn't own the, the battle maps from Desert Storm like I did. Uh, didn't know anything about the military, so they're like, oh, yeah, my dad took me out to the base, and we got to shoot rocket launchers, <laughs> yeah. and, like, uh, I blew up tanks and stuff, and the kids were like, whoa, that's fucking crazy, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I, I knew somebody that once had a tale about how he was born in a helicopter while his dad <laughs> okay. was revisiting Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course, right. I, honestly, well, the guy that I used to, uh, you know, speaking of, again, like blue-collar professions, the guy who managed the side of the shop that me and our buddy Josh used to work at when we when we worked at the dye shop running lathes, that was all that dude did. He was a toothless bum who literally gummed pizza and didn't drink water and drank exclusively Mountain Dew and put the Mio vitamin stuff in it and called it, his vitamins. called it his vitamins, right? Yeah. Um, he, he told us he had a PhD in mathematics. He used to teach at Harvard. He, he was a high ranking officer in the military. I mean, this dude had seen it all. And yet somehow he ended up as a toothless asshole running manual lathes in Fort Wayne, right. Indiana at a, at a small business, right. making wire dyes. Yeah. So it's like, right. Yeah. But, a, but it, he was a joy. Right. I loved working with him. He's the guy that came up to us day two of working there and slapped off, slapped us on the back and said, Hey, you guys racist. Yeah. <laughs> and we said, no, sir, you we're not. Said, yeah. Just see what happens. Right. <laughs> sure are. Yeah. They said, no, no, sir. We're not. He goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> Does it seem like that's how a dude who isn't racist would lead a, into a conversation, but okay. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> he doesn't like to associate with racists. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. The guy that, the guy that was shooting that I, I've worked with a few, but the guy that would, he told me a story about how he used to be in roofing. Okay. And brickwork. Sure. Before working at the lumber mill. Okay. And uh, one day they had a bunch of prison, like, uh, like, like, what? Like work release. Work release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. On the site as laborers. Okay. Now, this guy did not ask if we were racist. Sure. But, you know, I don't think he really gave a shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> One yeah. way or another. So let's just say he was talking about people on prison work release. Yes. Working. On a construction site. Sure. So there was a lot of vernacular in there. No doubt. Right? Yeah. But he tells a story about how he dropped, like, a drink yeah. off the scaffolding and it hit a guy. Uh-huh. And he said, that guy came climbing up the side of that scaffolding like King Kong. At me. <laughs> 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 and oh, he Jesus. said, and I grabbed a cinder block and just threw it down at him, hit him on the head. He fell three stories. <laughs> And I remember saying, he's telling me and two other, like, younger guys in the break room, because none of the old dudes would even fucking talk to him. Yeah. Um, I said, so what you're saying, Tom, is you're a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't die. I'm like, you hit him in the head with a cinder block, and he fell three stories. I'm pretty sure if he's not dead, he wishes he was, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it wasn't that bad. We had a good laugh. I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) The the dude that my dad and grandpa worked with, I guess his, his thing was, like, he would tell stories uh, that about his own life that were clearly the plot of like films and shows, and they would like be like, you know, Rick, whatever his name, like Rick. That's that's Smokey and the Bandit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that that type of shit. Like obvious cultural right. references that I guess he maybe assumed were old enough that 
that folks had forgotten about them right. or whatever, and they would just be like, "That's an episode of Chips, man." Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. not you didn't live that. Yeah. <laughs> That's just simply an episode yeah. of television. Yeah, you I know? know. But those uh, are some of my favorite people. So, Tom. Um, I think Tom was almost pushed to the brink of a workplace shooting, but that's a story for another day. You, I think you've talked. I think you've talked about piss pot on that's, the show. Before. That's another day. Yeah, I think you talked about piss yeah. pot on the show. But yeah. anyway, that was real good. We'll for sure check out the rest of this EP. Um, would pick up a copy of it, but it's sold out. Might might take a look and see if it's available in any distros. Because, like I said, this is this struck me at exactly the right time of year. Let's uh, let's see what's up next. Two. All right, two is uh, Street Power, the band that Brody said uh, wasn't that good. <laughs> so He said the art's good. But the art's good. The art's okay. The art's just okay. Uh, you can find this at streetpowerbhc.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is their demo 2022. Uh, it's just two songs. They came out with a self-titled release that is uh, three songs in, um, in 2021. I feel like two songs or clocking in at around two minutes apiece is it might be overstating the fact to call this a demo. I'm yeah, not I sure. Yeah, I think just take the other release. Yeah. And this song? Yeah. And, and this release? Yeah, then you got a demo. Yeah, right. Two songs? I'm not so sure. I don't know what that is. Back in the day, it would have been a single. Uh, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's a demo, but, uh, let's, uh, let's listen to the first song off of this. So we're going to hear Weight of Guilt by Street Power off of their demo 2022. There's the self-flagellating street power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. 
I, I was about to lose it there at the end because of the line lost my mind due to guilt. Did you did yeah. you lose your mind, right. buddy? Did you lose your mind? Are you a sick, twisted maniac? <laughs> I've known a I've known at least one man very closely who I watched lose his mind in real time, and he was not fronting a beatdown. No, he was not. <laughs> he was not. He was not doing that. No. He was he was writing emails to the owner of local restaurants. Right. He was getting he was getting married getting getting ready uh, to marry. Uh, Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think you lost your mind. We we've spoken at length about this style Just of hardcore. Recently. It's fucking boring, right? I'm not gonna harp on that too much. It sucks. Nothing about it is good. Uh, we've we've gone over and over again why these particular type of lyrics stick in our craw. There are two things though that two lines in this that I want to address specifically. First off, uh, can't help this way that I feel. Sure you can. Absolutely you can. <laughs> yes, you fucking can. You have many resources at your disposal uh, to improve your mental health if so you choose. I guarantee you that 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 singing for a hardcore band isn't is yep. not going to dig yourself out of the hole. But, but here's the thing. Yeah. He'll keep his pride right. and he'll die on this hill. Right. <laughs> That's true. Right? Again, there's so right. there's always so many conflicting ideas in these songs. So I just want to say you can help the way that you feel. Uh, just go get help, buddy. It's it's available to you. There are state programs you can go into. If you have clearly you have a support system of friends here because you have at least three of them that have agreed to play in a band right. with you. Unless they're all the same Unless way. Unless they're all the exact same way, right? Then the Oh I'm so <laughs> fucking guilty. Oh, <laughs> Me too. I feel so much fucking anguish and guilt. Oh, me too, bro. Oh, I can't take it when I look in the mirror. I'm so fucking guilty. So the other line in there is it's from the same stanza. Scars this deep can never heal. Now, well, I, I'm not going to presume to know what this person has gone through. But I will say there are people who watch their wife get beheaded by Somali pirates right. who go on to live a fulfilled life. Well, I, I don't know if they live a fulfilled life. I think so, dude. I've, 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 I don't know how many success stories I've heard. I'm just saying. Of people who have watched their families beheaded by ISIS. I'm just, I'm just saying, dude. I... I <laughs> An, an uplifting morning edition piece with a man who watched his wife be burned alive inside a fucking cage in 2016 from ISIS. So that that might be an extreme example, but as a left-leaning white dude, I've listened to enough NPR in my life to know that there are people who go through some serious shit and they really turn it around. That's all I'm saying. There are some people who who go through shit so much more horrific than either you or I or certainly anybody in street power could ever begin to imagine or contemplate, and they still manage to like keep their chin up and do something good with Become their lives. Concert pianists, absolutely any number of realize things. their dreams. <laughs> yeah, just any number of things. So I I don't know what scars you're suffering from, but like I promise you. You can do better than this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do better than this, and I encourage you to try. Right. 
So right. that's that's I'm gonna leave you with a positive okay. note. This just time. Think, a positive message. No, no matter how no matter how much anguish you could be in, yeah, it could always be worse. I, I I have literally seen men burned alive by ISIS on live leak. Right, right, and and their family members had to pick up the pieces and learn to to move on. So <laughs> yeah, because live leak did a did a follow up <laughs> with how the family's doing one year later. <laughs> Maybe the family's in street power. <laughs> that, could that could be, yeah. There's, there's no saying. Um, all right, yeah. Let's, uh, let's just leave it on that positive note of encouragement for the folks in Street Power, and uh, we'll roll the dice. See yeah, and, and if you are actually suffering horrible things, like yeah. your wife being gutted and your sure. children, I don't know, set a, set a blaze in a pile of tires. Right. Maybe you're a Uyghur. Sure. Yes. Just remember, it's going to get better. It's going to get better <laughs> from me to you. you <laughs> According to NPR. Uh, pieces I have heard. It's going to be getting better (laughs) for you. All those pieces, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, two. Okay. All right, two, we've got got cock ring. You know, like, not that it is an intentional thing on anybody's part, because I am absolutely sure that it is not, and I always really appreciate the sentiment, but, like, anytime somebody sends in their band and they lead with, like, oh, I really like the show, I'm always like, man, I hope that I like your band and don't think it's the worst Yeah, I, shit, I always you know? kind of feel bad, too. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I feel bad. I don't feel bad, but it's always just like, oh, that's a bummer. I, yeah. Wish, wish, wish there could have been some <laughs> more synchronicity here. I wish you didn't like us, so that way it doesn't matter if we hate you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, I think that there... Oh, yeah, okay, the, the last song was the one that they suggested we play. So we're going to listen to 19th and K by Cockring off of their demo 2022.
All right, we just heard the song 19th and K by the band Cockering off of their demo 2022. How'd you feel about it? Uh, I liked that a lot. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked how uh, noisy that was getting at the end. Yep. Um, I liked basically everything about this. Yeah, it was good, man. The, uh, the, it, I get the feeling that I'm going to have to listen to the rest of this release. I get the feeling that this is kind of a plotter of an outro. Yeah, probably. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's it's longer than pretty it's, much everything else on here. Except for bite. Except it, for bite. Yeah. It's it's kind of like their slow burner plotter of an outro. Sure. But I like the way it plotted along. Yeah, me too. I liked how muddy and like, well, we just listened to um, Street Power. Street Power. Sure. This we we've always said it before too. Like the hardcore of that ilk. Yeah just never actually sounds mean no not at all but this sounds actually fucking angry and mean for sure it probably helps that that people in this band actually have real things to be mad about exactly. and are exactly. talking about what i assume is probably an attack on like a queer or otherwise you know queer presenting person uh that's what i can assume i we both looked uh, looked at google to see if we could find like what this is, song is specifically about but i'm going to assume that it is about something in that general realm sure so it helps. It helps the anger it, it, <laughs> be authentic. To, to be about real yes, things. To be right? about real things. And then the music things. itself just kept getting uglier and right. uglier. I like the fucking noise that was coming in at the end. Yeah. This sounded like something that you know could have come out maybe on like slap a ham. Sure. Yeah. Right. There was even a little blast part in the yeah. in the beginning, and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't you know. think they would because I I heard the like the tupa tupa beat at first, <laughs> and I see like the gag shirt in here, and I'm like, okay, cool, this is gonna be like some gag worship stuff. But throwing the blast in there, I think, was like a really nice that was a that was a nice uh, and tasteful move that i wasn't expecting no this definitely had at least at least this song uh -huh. definitely had like sort of that um it, it kind of had like a 90s fucking california for sure pseudo pv vibe absolutely yeah no this was this was really sick and we've said it before too um i i like when bands like queer and gay bands make the their identity an imposition and a threat on yep. other people and anybody who might take issue with it as i got done reading the lyrics of this song i was reading some of the lyrics of the other songs and i like them a lot uh the lyrics for the song urinal uh specifically saw you outside with some kids and a wife caught you looking back twice yeah what a surprise it's yeah. about you know just fucking yeah. <laughs> fucking dudes in a bathroom stall like closeted dudes in a bathroom stall you know the first song on here is is just about having gay sex and they don't shy away from it i i like that i mean i don't like that we live in a country where this is or a, a general a worldwide society in fact where this sort of thing still makes anybody uncomfortable or pisses anybody off but the fact that it does leaves a a wide open window for oh sure for you to crawl through and take advantage sure of. i mean i you know whatever i mean you know absolutely i'm who the fuck am I as a straight white guy to say? But I love it when it's fucking just unapologetic. Yeah, it's what I fucking am. You don't you don't even deserve a fucking explanation. Yeah, or, and, or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it is. Yeah, for sure. I, th I think we said the same thing when we uh, listened to Strong Boys on the show. Um, so I like the content of the band. I like the presentation. Like the the artwork is fucking sick. Um, the song that we heard was good. I am very happy to announce that <laughs> that I actually like this stuff. Uh, that uh, that a member of this band, you know, a member of this band said good things about our show. I'm glad that I can return return the favor about this band. I will for sure check out the rest of this. Yeah, I w yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It was Definitely good fucking good. I'm gonna bookmark it and come back and check it out later on. Yep, for sure. And if uh, and there's enough meat on these bones, like lengthwise, if, uh, if if the if the rest of this is good, if this came out on a tape or something, I would buy it. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. One. Okay, one is uh, one's the new paranoid stuff. Uh, I'm gonna assume 
I'm going to assume up top this is probably probably good because they've yeah. been good for a long time. Well, the release that we listened to, I, I forget which one it was. Um, uh, I don't know. They've Outraising Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm, yeah, that was really good. It is really, really and good stuff. I think it. I, I felt great shame uh-huh. at not being familiar with this band. Same, because they've been around for a fucking grip. And everything about this band looks and sounds fucking perfect. Yep, it's great. So let's uh, let's listen to the title track off of this. It's just a two song release. So we are going to listen to Kill the Light off the release of the same name by Paranoid.
All right, we just heard Kill the Light off the release of the same name by Paranoid. You'd have to be a fool not to like that. You have to be a fool not to want to drive with that at full volume and the windows down. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, there's nothing not to like about this. Yeah, I don't. If, I, if you don't like this, yeah. we've, said, we've said shit about like this. I think we said this about um, Out Raising Hell. We we have fundamentally different yeah. tastes in, I would imagine, everything. Yeah, because th- this, is, this is distilled and perfected so many different aspects of like various forms of, of related, you know, subgenres of extreme music from the past 40 years mm-hmm. and combines them perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just a, this is just, it's flawlessly executed on, on all fronts down from how the band looks to like the, the art on the albums, yeah, the I'm, name of the band, like everything yes. about it is great. The sound, obviously. Um, I know they have homeboy from, uh, from death traders do a bunch of the artwork for some of the, for, for their releases. And I always like the death traders, like t-shirt designs and stuff. So mm-hmm. this is, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's so good. It is, it is masterfully delivered. It would be, if you like any form of music like this, I imagine it would be essentially impossible to not like this. Right. So this is pretty, this is pretty top notch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, this is some S tier shit. This is, this is right, right up towards the top of bands doing this right now. I mean, this is on par with midnight or anything like that. This is really, really good shit. Um, and like I said, most of the people who listen to this show probably already know that, but, uh, if you didn't, you're welcome. Now, you know, um, so we have a fuck ton a metric fuck ton of messages. People have been really talkative. Do you want to roll the dice one more time uh, and see if we can get through it? Because we didn't really talk on yeah. that band. Let's let's try and fit yeah, one more I, band in. Listen. And if we need to, you know. Right. Yeah. And then stop listening, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. I, you know, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Because what can we say about that, about Paranoid that we didn't say last time? Yes. And, you know. It's yeah. not, is, is not incredibly self-evident. Right. Yes. And I wish I could get a copy of that fucking, you know, Outraising Hell LP for less than like 70 fucking dollars. That would be cool, for sure. Four. Okay, four is Noel, the band who I thought we had on the show before, but maybe didn't. <laughs> That's, there's, I just have this... I just have this like sneaking suspicion like they were on the show, but I, I don't know. So we're uh, you can find this at Noel Grind, K-N-O-L-L, grind.bandcamp.com. This is their new release, Metempiric. Um, it is not out yet, I don't believe. It comes out officially on June 24th, and it is just uh, self-released by the band. And as, as you noted when we were looking through this stuff, Somebody, the band collectively is either doing really well, or somebody in this band has a lot of a lot of money. Yeah, do we know that this is self released? Yeah, I know for a fact this is self released. There's like 15 dudes in the band, so maybe they just you know all pitched. Them. Yeah, that could it could be, but there's like three uh, there's three different vinyl variants of this. There's a compact disc. There's a CD. There's a cassette. Cassette, tape. and then there's like four five different shirts. Five different shirts, yeah. And also, um it was mixed by Kurt Ballou from Converge at God at God City Studios. Um it was recorded by Andy Nelson at Bricktop. Um so it's like they they have they've clearly put money into the production end of this too, sure. right? It's 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 not just the presentation. They they have spent money on the production of this. So I, I guess congrats to Noel for being a, a few rich boys. So um, they've just got one song up from this. We're going to listen to the song Feld Plume by Noel off of Metempiric. Feld Plume by Noel off of Metempiric. 
All right, we just listened to Feld Plume by the band Knoll off of their upcoming LP, Med Empiric. How'd you feel about that? Ugh. I don't know. So there were parts of this that I, I liked. Yeah. But man, there were parts of this where I'm like, this is trying very, very fucking hard to be more than it is. Yeah, so, yes, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think that this hit, uh, hit a sweet spot for me because, like, there were parts of this that were so, so clearly indebted to Discordance Axis. Yes. Like, some part, like, when it first came in, I'm like, oh, this is Discordance Axis right. to a T. Right. There were other parts of this that felt very, like, very, very Dillinger escape plan. Yeah. The techie parts of yep. this felt very Dillinger, like, good Dillinger. Um, and then there was like some heavily, like m way more groove oriented, heavy parts in this than I would have expected there to be. So it combined a lot of things that on paper uh, can technically work together, but often don't. And I think the technical prowess of the people in this band is very apparent. And the fact that they managed to pull this off at all, I think is an impressive feat. The vocalist sounds like a fucking maniac at first i wasn't exactly sure how i felt about it but the more i kind of like settled in and uh, but the more i the more familiar i became with what this dude was doing the more i enjoyed it because he was going all over the place from like absurd gutturals to absurd like high unhinged maniacal screeching i thought it worked really well on the whole the lyrics are baffling insane psychobabble drivel yeah th th i think I, I so so yeah i mean that's one of the things that kind of um this kind of reminded me yeah of like uh are they saying this is grind yeah death metal metal experimental grindcore sure this kind of reminded me in some ways of like a grindcore version of like mm, i'm portal sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right right especially yeah. with the lyrics yeah right w where it's just you know basically let's dig through some fucking thesauruses and some old oxford yeah. dictionaries right and let's pull out words like sibylline mm -hmm. right and obdurate sure right yes um croon of repose idling yes. right let's throw that in there and let's 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 make it sound like it actually means anything yeah because th there there are two there are two options here one that exact scenario played out. These fools were, were clearly going through at the source and old dictionaries and stuff because I think of myself as as at least fairly well-read and uh, marginally articulate. Mm -hmm. I, I stress marginally there, but I have, a, I have a decent vocabulary. The only other option here is that you would have to be a PhD, right? It, it, like, it, like, yeah, yeah, it, like, you know, but and see, that's what I mean. Like, it's just trying to be more like, like yeah. the first line is gathering of proselytes, right? Yes. Okay. And, and then the rest of it kind of, um, Sibylline. So like, Sibylline is like, I think mysterious and yeah. prophetic sure. of gaiety, yes. right? So there's, there's just like this, it, it, the lyrics seem to read as a description of some sort of ritual. Yes. Right. Um, who knows? Yeah. What I'm saying is, who gives a shit? <laughs> no doubt. Right? Yeah, like, like sure. you don't need to try that hard when yes. that's what the fo fucking vocals sound like. Right, right, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you don't need to try that hard. You could be saying literally anything. Yes. And it kind coming off across that obtuse yes. kind of took something out of it for me. Yeah, I, f I feel you. And I, you know, which is weird because I love, I mean, that's I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Portal all the fucking time. Yeah. 
you know, when I listen to Portal, I listen to like an entire record because I can't just listen to like what's the point of listening to yeah. one Portal song? Sure, right? you yes. either go in for the fucking full exhausting shit of it, right, or you don't. Yeah. So yeah, like I kind of like this, mm -hmm. but I kind of don't because you know, come on, guys, I'm willing. You're to singing about stupid shit in 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 like nion unlistenable music. I'm just make it stupid. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt here that that could be a joke, though, too. It could be. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but that was what pushed it over the edge for me. Like, the, the you know, the discordance axis stuff came across in the beginning. Okay, sounds pretty good. And then there was, like, the techie needle stuff. That, that lost me. Sure. The fucking stuff that came in at around, like, a minute 35 or so. Mm -hmm. Like, that heavy, like, crushing sort of last minute or so of the song. Yeah. I like that. Sure. But the whole time, I was just... I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. This 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 lands as a solid like middle of the road for me. Fair enough. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, enough that I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna check in in like two, what three weeks uh, when the full record drops see what and the rest see of how it sounds I, like. See sure. how I like it. Yeah. I think that's probably a, you know that's probably a good idea too. Like at no point did this song sink its teeth into me. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. And um, the the um, you know, just just the obtuseness of it, yeah, kind of just prevented me from actually enjoying it. Yeah, that's fair for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's pivot to voicemails because we have got one, two, three, four, don't, five. Don't six, tell me. Let's seven, just let's, don't don't tell me. We got a lot. Okay, demo listen podcast. This is you, Michael Thomas, Canada calling. It's been a while. I called. Here's the the uh, suggested topic of discussion. Uh, the term a la mode, this term roughly means of the time, of the moment. Uh, and I think that's what punk and hardcore is about. And to extrapolate an unreasonable position from that, fuck bad brains, fuck bad religion, fuck the sex pistols, and fuck all of that old school shit. The whole thing with punk, rap, skateboarding. What's next? This is what this is what keeps things good and exciting and fresh. Now, really, I don't think fuck that way, etc., and all that stuff. But we got to be forward facing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that demolitions are not forward facing. It's just something I think about a lot with regards to this culture that um, I don't care what happened yesterday. I really want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. What do you guys think about uh, punk, hardcore, alamos? Don't fuck yourself. Okay. All right. I mean, I th I think the premise of the show is basically is punk ala mode, right? Um, I think that that's part of the impetus for doing what we do here, and we've talked about it on the show before. I think even though having lived through particular periods of time or being able to reflect upon periods of time that you didn't experience and say, "Wow, how incredible was that?" et cetera, et cetera, it would be hard to argue from an objective position that now is not one of the best times to have ever been into the various forms of like subculture music. There are so many excellent bands that are qualitatively better than most of the bands that have existed before them. A lot of bands that have perfected sounds that have been developed uh, and like iterated upon for now 40 years. 
There are a zillion bands to choose from. Anything that you like, you can access. And there are downsides to that, but most of those downsides pure, are purely rooted in personal preference, right? Um, it's at the end of the day, you make a compelling point. And it's a very strange dichotomy within punk and hardcore specifically because it's a culture that's like deeply tethered to tradition uh, while at the same time being reliant upon new blood coming in and refreshing and resetting every few years. It's a very strange thing, but punk and hardcore are like, I mean, it's cons- it's a, it's a, it's a subgenre that is constantly at odds with itself and has very few, uh, <laughs> there's a unifying ethos and through line that runs through it, but it's one that is often, um, in, in total contradiction with itself. Yeah, I mean, um, what I think is going to happen tomorrow, what I think is going to happen tomorrow is hopefully kids are going to keep writing songs like Bad Brains and Mother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. right? Yeah, that is true. I mean, right. I, I, so I, I don't know if I said on the show, I know, like, I think Adam Walker and I were talking about it. Like, a lot of the stuff that we like, yeah. right? is officially in like its jazz phase. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've thought about this many right? times. Where yes. like, like, you know, yo, jazz was youth music. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. A hundred years ago. Yeah. Right? Sure. And um, it is now, you know, an established form that people sort of like a sandbox that people play around in. Yes. But people try to say like, you know, well, Jazz fusion and shit like that, right? Sure. Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, you can go outside the box, but it sucks. Right, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you go too far outside the box, it, it starts sucks. sucking. Yeah. It starts sucking, Yes, right? yes. Punk is officially in that phase. But, right. And, and so is metal. Yes. Like, everything that can be done has been done. Right. Um, from the most approachable shit, like, yep. you know, w- what we heard earlier with, like, neutrals. Sure. Right? Yes. To something like we just heard with no. Right. Right? Yeah. Which, basically, like, what else can you possibly fucking do? Yeah with stringed instruments and drums yeah than what like noel is doing yes exactly or what discord and Zaxis, or like i said i said i think like conqueror did on sure fucking work hall right yeah so like it's all been fucking done yeah so now we've got this established sandbox right that you can fucking fiddle around in and play around in yeah but that's it you're just gonna keep redigging those holes finding those cat turds over and over again yeah for sure and that's why to me i i think i've settled into i i've long since settled into a a a space like a mental space with this kind of stuff where i'm invested in it insofar as it's just what i know it's what's familiar to me and it's what i like and it continues to keep my blood boiling even as i age right and beyond that i have thoughts about it you know what i mean but fundamentally they're not important ones and I also think that punk and hardcore as an important cultural force, that moment is gone. I think it's an important youth culture that will continue to, uh, like I said, be refreshed every several years as new people get involved and experience it. And like it's potentially a breeding ground for people to learn how to interact with the world in a way that makes sense for them. I think it, it functions uh, as like a... It functions as a, uh, a a hobby for people like us to keep us youthful as we age, and it functions as like an important as an important stepping stone for young people on the path to the rest of their lives. I know many people acquire skills and ideas within the context and the framework yep. of punk and hardcore that they apply to the rest of their lives to become successful in whatever way in whatever way they choose to be. Right. Sure. But beyond that, I. I get what you're saying, but I also kind of 
I, I care what I, I care what's coming tomorrow, but insofar as like what it's going to do sonically or what boundaries it's going to push, I don't really give a shit. I just yeah. hope it still exists tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you I, know what I mean? Yeah, like what what boundaries are there? Can we even fucking push anymore? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that cat that it's kind of linked into the fact that like nothing is transgressive anymore. Yeah, but as long as there are young people who are still uh, who are still moved by the form. Uh, and compelled by it enough to like start bands, I will probably still be engaged with sure. it. You know what I mean? So. Sure. As, yeah. And I, yeah, as long as there are still bands trying to sound like bad brains and <laughs> yeah. fucking minor threat, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So, all right, let's hear the next one. Hey, this is uh, Clint Reynolds, lead singer, songwriter, and depressionist over at Smash Your Enemies. I heard what y'all said about my, my band. And let me tell you, we only got to sell three more T-shirts before we got enough money to come down there to Fort Wayne and smash you little F's down to the ground, you little F's. I swear to God, you got gray over here, face tattoo, convicted felon, old people murder and having ass. And you got Nate over here with your big foot trying to cosplay a human and bullshit. We're going to come down there. And smash you a little left. I don't know who the fuck told you about my wife not letting me see my son, but that was pretty fucked up. And it had nothing to do with my eight DUIs I got in 2017. Fuck y'all, little left. We're coming down there to smash y'all. You little left are in trouble. Okay, so that was the vocalist of Detroit hardcore band Smash Your Enemies. They're going to come down here. They're going to smash us. I guess so. Yeah, we've we've incurred the wrath of Smash Your Enemies. We're, I, we're now enemies. We are. We are now. We are now enemies, and they are preparing to smash us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What if they mean smash in the colloquial turn? Like they're just going to fuck the shit out of us. They might. <laughs> they, they may adjust, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. I'm, I'll I'll keep my head on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't get smashed. So I don't get smashed. All right. Let's hear the next one. Yo, yo, what's up? This is for anybody who listens to the podcast Axe to Grind and submits pit reports at the end of the shows. I think that's a sick idea. I really appreciate people's enthusiasm for that. But that being said, some of you guys need to edit yourself when you're doing that. I do not want to hear a missive about a show you went to that was longer than a band set at said show. If you are talking for more than 20 minutes, about a show that you went to, you need to critically analyze why you think your rundown of the show deserves more attention than the bands who were playing the show. One way you can do this, don't mansplain what a band sounds like to me. If you're talking about a band for longer than two and a half minutes trying to explain what they sound like, I could have just listened to a song by the band. So please try and keep it at like a two-sentence description because some of you motherfuckers are carrying off for way too long about this shit. Uh, but yeah, keep on sending them in. Just please, please think about what you're talking about because I can't listen to this shit. Man, it's driving me fucking nuts. Anyway, bye. See ya. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite things I've heard in a while. Yeah. <laughs> like how meta this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We have somebody calling in. Yes. Right? Yeah. 
to address people about the axe to grind podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and like bitch at them about editing themselves for the call in section as the axe to grind. Yes. Doing it on our call on our call in section. section. Yeah. While they're also cognizant of the fact they need to get the fuck out in a minute thirty. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 for sure. I like that a lot. Uh, so yeah, for anybody not not in the know on this or who isn't keeping up with that, Axe to Grind has started doing a segment at the end of the show that is in theory pretty cool. It is like the it's the they call it the pit report, and people just call in and talk about shows that they went to, and it's a really good way for people to like big up their local scenes or get a chance to talk about bands that they may not have the opportunity to cover on the show or whatever. It's a really good idea, but absolutely people. People take this opportunity for it to be like their own personal, like public access television show. So, would this call not have been accepted at the Axe to Grind podcast, and that's why they had to call us? Yeah, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. Uh, it like, wouldn't have been a pit report. Just call you know the pit I mean? report. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I. I think. I, I think Bob probably commiserates with this sentiment. There's no way he couldn't. But like, but, but you could. You could easily just start with the pit report. Mm-hmm. Give an example of what you want to hear, and then just yeah, 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 sure. And be like, yo. Also, by the way, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if Bob would let it get through the cracks or not. He runs a fairly tight ship at Axe to Grind, but, but not tight enough on that, on that, in that respect. And I get it because I feel like Bob like doesn't really want to moderate too much, which I very much commiserate with. I want to let people do their things, but like for the, for the sake of just, uh, for the sake of everybody's sanity. I feel like regulating that feature a little bit would be helpful. Well, no doubt. we can have a new section, new section now at the end of the show. Uh-huh. People call in, right, and discuss axe to grind. That's <laughs> right. for sure. They discuss with comments and critique on axe to grind. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. And then I'll forward it to Bob and Patrick. I'll right. say, hey, we got a couple calls this week. Here, yeah. here's a, a few words of advice. Yeah. <laughs> right, because. I guess this is the forum now to do that. So, um, uh, ironically, there is a follow-up call to this, but it, it's it's only twenty-four seconds long, so we'll we'll hear it real quick. But I, it looks like just the same same old shit. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to sound like I'm coming off disparaging Astagrind or anything like that. I love that shit, but I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to listen to these pay reports because I think it's a cool, vital thing, and I have to turn it off because these dudes are carrying on for twenty-five minutes about a show that. I was at so like yeah just please self-edit yourself five minutes ten minutes tops please thank you bye god damn he did like that five minutes ten yeah. minutes that's a long that's fucking a hell time. of a leash yeah absolutely <laughs> that's a lot that's a long time ten minutes yeah ten minutes is like I mean that's absurd yo what are you talking what are you talking about for fucking ten minutes about the show you just saw? Yo, how was that show? It's fucking sick. Yeah, it was real good. <laughs> you know, I mean, people, people like they they want to big up specific bands and shit, but I, I shit you not, like people need to just start a fucking blog or something because people will call in. I'm in the exact same camp. I will start listening and then I'll like look down and I'm like, holy fuck, it's six minutes. This guy's still going on about this fucking show and I'll like skip forward. It'll be 12 minutes, the same voice, the same voice on the podcast. You know what? What the fuck is going on? Would be fucking funny. What's that? Is if I don't, I don't even want to say this Uh because then I would, I should call him. I've never listened to Axtagrind. Yeah. Well, you've listened to it in the car with me. In the car with you. Yeah. I got a good idea. Okay. I got a real good idea. Yeah. Maybe I pull it off. Okay. We'll see. All right. All right. I got a real good idea. Maybe maybe I actually do it. I I hope it happens. Um, All right. Let's hear the next one. Hey. The GFD. 
GM, GMT says that he is uh, that he is a five percenter, which like you mean like like the nation like the nation of gods and earths, like the nation which is I get loosely tied into like the nation of Islam. It's a rap thing. It's like yeah. a '90s East Coast rap yeah. thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a five percenter thing. Like Nas and Jay Z and all those dudes were like nation of gods and earths guy, yeah. earth guys. So. Um, all right, cool. Thank, thanks for letting <laughs> thanks for letting us know, GMT. All right, that's the new thing. That's what's next. Being the being a five percenter, five percenter. Hell yeah, I'd love that. Instead of Krishna core or anything like that, right. we're gonna do we're gonna do nation of, nation of gods and earths uh, core. Yeah. All right. Oh hey guys, it's Tyler Hammer. Um, just wanted to call. Hope things are well. Um, this past mm, Tuesday, we did a surprise show for the body and midwife at the chaos compound here in Rochester that went like probably our best show yet. And it's just one of those one of those things where it feels good to do this shit, even though most of the time it is really stupid and annoying seeing the body in like a 60, 70 capacity, like little DIY spot was like, like that, who knows when that's going to happen again. And I wanted to talk about something you guys brought up like a couple months ago about like wanting to use swords, how guns were stupid. Like swords are way cooler than guns. And like, that's true in like, I don't know if you guys touch on it, but in the Dune series, that's what they use. They use like knives and they have the shields and all that. So then I wanted to ask uh, maybe like, what did out of the three Dune band name bands which one do you like the most? There's, of course, Shai Halud. Then there's Sayadina, the Swedish grindcore band. And there's that band Harkonnen. So I, I need a rating, guys. Out of, you know, one, two, three. I mean, if you know me, last, that's Shai Halud. I think that band sucks. Well, peace. Okay, so I honestly, so I know, I know Harkonnen by name because I think they did something on Hydrahead like mm -hmm. in maybe the early 2000s and they did something on uh i think they did a split with um fuck who the fuck was it it came out on happy couples never last which is an indie indianapolis based label uh i think they did a split with uh breathe or resist maybe yeah that came that out on familiar. that came out on happy couples never last and they did some stuff on like initial and stuff so they were in the wheelhouse of shit that I was interested in. And I think they, I think they did kind of like that's that brand of stuff that was coming out on initial and like happy couple couples never last around the turn of the century. Like that was like kind of mathy informed by grind and blasty, but more in the vein of like tower of Rome and shit like that, where it yeah. was like half grind core, but kind of screamo like yep. bucket full of teeth and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't. I kind of remember what they sound like, but I don't remember if they're any good or not. I have not heard the band Sayadina, the Grind Corp, the Swedish Grind Corp. So I'll just band. say Sayadina. Yeah, first uh -huh. for me. Sure, like that band. Okay. Um, Shai Halud last, just by default. By default, yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. that band. Sure. And I don't know what Harkonnen. I can't. Uh, same thing. Yeah. They did have a split with Breather Resist. I okay. think I might have seen them live. Sure. Um, I I can't exactly remember what they sound like, but just their associations. Puts them at number two. Right, right, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, 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 I have to assume that I would like Saidina more than Shai Hulud. I, I don't mind some of the cl like classic quote unquote era Shai Hulud stuff like uh, 
hearts once nourished with hope and compassion and stuff. There is some okay stuff if you like uh, melodic leaning, melodic leaning metalcore shit, but not melodic leaning metalcore in like the Gothenburg way. It's like techy and weird. I I honestly have not revisited Shyalud for a long time, but I did I did like them for a while. There you go. So there you go. Oh, and seeing the body. Oh yes. Right. Talk about seeing the body. Yes. I hate the way that guy's voice sounds. I know you do. I like the body. Yes. I want that guy to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You, you've made that known several times. Fucking sure. train whistle. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's hear the next message. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, just curious and wanted to get your guys' thoughts on uh, hardcore punk and rock and roll interactions with live music outside of those genres that I specifically mentioned. Um, because specifically for me, it felt like uh, when I was in high school in the late 2000s, uh, I was very much into deathcore. Um, and the reason, you know, and there was a lot of like crossover with hardcore bands playing with deathcore bands and vice versa. And so there was a lot of moshing, sing-alongs, fucking stage dives, and like, you know, stuff like that. Um, it, it was very much DIY and, and there was a lot of raw energy and that's, you know, uh, why I, I felt like I was attracted to other genres outside of hardcore, um, when it came to how I interacted with the music. And I was wondering how you guys felt about, um, about that ebb and flow of that, uh, of that part of music culture in other genres. Uh, cause it seemed like even like, you know, uh, when I went, I went to a fucking data remember show with one of my friends in high school and there's fucking stage dives and head walking the entire time. And it was fucking insane. And even though I didn't really care for the music, the show was a lot of fun, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of that going on as much anymore. Um, so I guess, you know, I was just curious to see what you guys thought. You guys have been around a little bit longer than I have. So you have maybe been able to see that evolution for yourselves. Uh, anyways, uh, love you guys. Eat my ass. Fuck you. I mean, so I think when you're talking about any sort of subgenre that has roots in hardcore punk, the further it gets away from that, the the less trappings of the culture you're going to see in it. Because indie rock, to some extent, was the same way. I mean, like, they've, Lou Barlow has talked about it with Sebado, and they even talk about it uh, in, the, like, the new Dinosaur Jr. documentary that just dropped about how, like, when D Jr. started they were getting banned from clubs and stuff because of how violent the shows were <laughs> like them as a band right. were like splitting people's heads open with their right. guitar stocks and shit. And there, there are talks of like the early Sebado shows being like dangerous events where you might get put in the hospital by something Lou did at, at any given time. Right. But then indie rock just became like Kia commercial stuff. You know right. what I mean? It's, I, I think that's it's just part and parcel to genres evolving past their uh, once you get especially once you get like a broader acceptance or commercial acceptance. Yeah, exactly. It's part and parcel. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at old rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. Like the roots of rock and roll. Sure. That shit looks like it was probably pretty fucking wild live. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But once it gets established, look at like, you know, Beatles when they first come to the states. Sure. People going fucking nuts. Yeah, it's like stampedes. Yeah, there's like it, it's it's essentially moshing in 1963. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's essentially moshing in like the early 60s. But then by the time they're, uh, you know, super successful and and uh, you know all that sort of thing and like w absolutely fucking well established, world famous. Right. It's chiller. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people the, the fucking. 
like bikers were stabbing people at fucking yeah, at you know, Altamont. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like so. Like I said, I think just the even if you're playing a genre with roots in hardcore and subculture, as it drifts further away from that and it becomes more mainstream, just the, the, those the, those yep. subcultural trappings are going to fall away. And also, yeah. As the members and the fans get older, yeah, sure, it gets boring. Yeah, absolutely. By and large, yeah. 100%. As an older dude, yeah, I try, I try, I try not to, not to accept the boring aspects. That's, yeah, sure. Man, you go to a show with a bunch of fucking gray beards. Yeah, man. Boring. Absolutely. Right. You yeah. play to a bunch of gray beards. Boring. Yeah, it sucks. You know. Yeah, and deathcore at that at the juncture that you're talking about, like in the early to mid 2000s, was still very closely adjacent to hardcore, and pop punk was to some degree as well. Uh, both of those now, you could just be into deathcore or just be into pop punk or whatever, and that could be like your entry point into subculture. Period. You you may never touch on like real subculture. You could just you could get into suicide silence and never have heard or never hear yeah. a hardcore band at this point. I think so. that, um, what was it, Tyler Hammer that called in about the Danzig? Yeah, yeah, In yeah. the big shows when we were talking about that? Yeah. You know, I, I think that, like, it's anymore, especially anymore, because I want it, I, we said before, I want it to be in my face and up front and interactive. Yeah. Like, when I start seeing, like, bands that are playing venues where they put up barriers. Yeah. I'm probably not going to see that band again. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Even if it's a band I like, right? I'm just done I'm with it. Probably not going to go see that band anymore. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, let's hear the next one. Keeping it real. This is G. Michael Thomas, Canada. Let's think about keeping it real. Punk and hardcore, metal, rap, skateboarding. These are all traditional parts with a lot of rich history. And it kind of gets under my skin that people are always talking about the new stuff, what's coming out next, who's playing in what band next, what's the new script. And this just completely sidesteps the, the tradition and the established things and things and they. And so I just want to remember publicly that sometimes you got to keep looking behind us to pay our respect to the people that came before us. Yo, G. Michael Thomas is on some esoteric <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a good, that's I love, a good I bit. love this follow-up because he opens up with who gives you shit about the past. I want to know what's coming up in the future. Right, right, right. Time is a flat circle, my friend. The future is the past. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> now he's like, yo, we got to remember the people that came before us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's good. That's a really good bit because I, I, I don't. I because both both of those messages were delivered with like the same general tenor, <laughs> so I don't know which of those was the is the genuinely held sentiment, or if either are, or, or maybe both. they both were, or both because they were delivered a week apart. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. I'm glad to hear G. Michael Thomas's voice again. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, I'm glad that he <laughs> bringing this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's good. He's hitting you with the left. He's hitting you with the right. You don't know where he's coming from. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Keep us guessing. All right, let's hear the next one. What's Greasy Demo Daddy? This is Zach Honeycutt. 
And uh, I was just calling in about the Wednesday uh, thing that happened through the Hell Week. So when you first listened to it, Gray had made a post in the Facebook group about how inaccurate my assessment of them being kind of doomy emo was. And I was like, huh, I, I will admit that I don't have a lot of frame of reference for, like, shoegaze and dreamy indie and, like, dream pop shit. But I was like, I definitely remember kind of like a doomy sort of vibe to it. So I went back and listened to it, and the song that I listened to was Twin Plagues from the album Twin Plagues, which is the opener. And uh, I apologize for the overly defensive tone on this, but I would still kind of say that has, like, some polyvinyl, like, uh, emo sort of vibes to it and sort of a doomy, thick guitar tone. Maybe doomy emo is not the most accurate, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to bat for myself a little bit because of the songs that I heard. The rest of their stuff is genuinely nothing like that song, so I will admit the song that you listen to, Handsome Man, in no way sounds like Doomy Emo. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of a funny thing. I would recommend listening to that song, Twin Plague. I mean, I'm sure you heard it. All right, love you, boys. Be safe. God damn! Somebody's fired up a railgun in the background. <laughs> yeah, sure. Somebody's charging up the Gauss cannon on their Gundam. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I, I I haven't gone back and listened to Twin Plagues yet. I've I've just been stuck on that on that the newest record that I like a fucking lot. Um, and is, is definitely some, some quintessential summertime jams, but uh, you know what? That's fine that you, you, you went to bat for your description. You're right. It does not at all apply to what we heard on the show or anything on that record, but I will go back, listen to the song that you said, and then I'll hit you back. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if your description, if I feel that the description for that particular song, uh, was accurate. It's certainly not a thing that doesn't exist. I would say cloakroom is equal, equally informed by emo as they are. Are by hum and they definitely I mean they play through fucking soft text and they have doomy tone tone and stuff so it's and you know it's 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 not a thing that doesn't happen right so I will uh, I'll go back and listen to that track and then I'll I'll get back to you Zach um, all right let's uh, let's listen to the last message what would it have been like if Motley Crue only ever put out too fast for love and broke up never played any other show that was it that was the album what would it have done in uh, the middle of punk, I guess, scene, if it would have even done anything. Maybe not even anything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It might be It might be fondly remembered. I listened to uh, I listened to Too Fast for Love like maybe a month ago. I like that record a lot. Um, I think a lot of it, it, it is... It is not anything like fundamentally it is not really anything like the music that they would go on to make and become famous for it is a good debut i think there are some genuine bangers on it i think if it were their sole record motley Crue would have a vastly different legacy but i am reticent i am reticent to say that they would have any legacy at all on the same token <laughs> yeah I, it, I, I i if they only put out one record it came out it came out during a time when so many classic bands were forming right so many classic records were being released 81 81 i mean an insane time for music in general mm -hmm. it is a good record no doubt i like it i am not talking shit about that record i don't think off the strength of that lp alone they would have been remembered by anyone except for diehard fans of 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 the genre 
Yeah. You know, that's that's that is my take on it. I'm not sure if that's flaming hot or not. Um, I, I am I am somewhat of a crew apologist, certainly more than you are. I, I hate Motley Crue. Uh, have you ever listened to Too Fast for Love? Yes. And I, I it's fine. But I hate Motley Crue. That's fair enough. I see. Here's the thing. Yeah. I was just old enough to be aware of Motley Crue, like when Shot of the Devil came out. Right. Sure. Right. And, you know, Satanic Panic and all that sort of stuff. I yeah. was like, I don't know, seven years old. Right. Um, and, you know, my friends at like 10, 11, 12, when, you know, like, like I can remember seeing video for like Girls, Girls, Girls. Sure, yeah. And like Dr. F- I, I, I always hated that shit. In yeah. the 80s, I hated, I hated that variety of heavy metal. I, yeah, I, I feel you, but Too Fast for Love is very different than that. I know stuff. it is, it's but I hate different. Motley Crue. Right, just on principle. On alone. principle alone, I, I really don't, I don't like any of those bands of that era. I don't I don't like Poison. I never did. Yeah. I don't like Cinderella. I don't like fucking Wasp. And Wasp is notably different, but I don't like them. I like Wasp a lot. Right? I just don't like that shit, man. Because I, I was a kid when that shit was blowing up. Yeah. And um, I fucking hated it then. I will say it took me a long time to come around on any of that stuff, and like the extent of my interest in it is basically. Some earlier Motley Crue stuff, uh, most of the Wasp discography, honestly, um, and not a whole lot beyond that. I guess Loudness from Japan, but they were really doing more of a, like a new wave of British heavy metal thing. Right. They just got lumped in with the glam stuff because they wore like big suits and shit. Yeah. But I mean, they have some fucking riffs. And I'm not saying that I was on some like real shit. Right. In, like you know, in eighty three or eighty four, I was seven or eight. Right, you just it just didn't appeal to you. It just didn't appeal to me. Yeah. And everybody that that shit did appeal to, yeah, were the shittiest fucking people. Well, absolutely, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I just fucking hated it. I always fucking hated that shit. Yeah, fair enough. And then I just actually discovered what like real heavy metal was. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? Yeah, why would you go backwards? Why would sure. why would I, why would I go back and listen to Doctor Feelgood? Yes, in eighty nine. Yes, right when. I can listen to leprosy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a very good point. Yeah. For you sure. know? Yeah. Um, so we got, uh, we just got one text cause one was just saying like, Hey, if my message is bad, don't play it. Well, too late. We already did. And, uh, and, and this show is live, so I can't edit it out. Uh, so we got one from Will. Uh, it's Will. I entered the kingdom of Wayne on my return journey from the sincerity festival, looking for the Lords and champions of this realm to challenge to a duel if they dare. But alas, none rode out to meet me. Maybe next time I'll successfully unlock a random encounter. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe next time you'll just see me walking down the street and I'll just fucking, I'll pull up on you. I literally sit in my fucking lair in my dungeon all day waiting for a hapless adventurer to stumble in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But but you would have to go pretty far out of your way to, to end up in this particular dungeon. You'd have to roll some high perception checks. You would have to roll some high perception you checks. You know, yeah. but... You could find it. You have an animal companion, a fierce animal I a fierce companion. An- I have a fierce animal companion. Yeah, you might not. You right? might not even make it through the front door. You you might. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a scaredy cat. That's sure. why one of the reasons he's so mean. Right. There is a horde down here to pillage. There, there. <laughs> Depending on what you're into. Depending upon what you're into, there's a horde. Yeah. There's a horde in in this house for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I await. 
Sure. <laughs> there you go. Okay. No better note to end it on. So we'll do the housekeeping stuff. If you want to call and leave a message, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep it brief. Uh, you can also shoot us a text message. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all the content that we do. I will remind everybody we've been doing a deep dive into commitment records and it's going exactly how I expected it would go when we started it. We got one installment left to do and then we'll be done with that forever. And then I will be setting aside about $150 and buying every single release on commitment records for the sake of the bit. I thought you said it was going to be like 80 bucks. Well, that was for that was for everything that they still oh, had but available. Then you have to get all and the then I'm going to have to go on Discogs and individually get the rest of this stuff. Yeah, so yeah. all told, it'll probably cost me 150, 160 bucks. There you go. You know, so which is from. In my opinion, what a bargain! A worthwhile investment for how stupid the bid is. And I've been thinking, well, for the better part of two years now, that we should start. Well, I should start a, like an Instagram page or something for the podcast. Sure. Um, and what better way to launch that Instagram page than to have the first post be a picture of every commitment records release? That you sounds know? fun. You know what I mean? So I think it's a worthwhile investment. So one of these days, after we get back from our little vacation, I'll squirrel away a little bit of money. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll buy all the commitment we records could, releases. We could show them trips from our fa our fabulous vacation. We could. We could do that. Yes. Yeah, for it's sure. over the weekend. We'll have to record. That's true. Yeah. We'll just say, hey, this is, this is what your Patreon... This is this is what your Patreon money is buying. Yeah, trips to the trips to the UP, and right. Secluded beachside cabins, That's right. <laughs> and, can, and canoe trips around the Great Lakes. That's right. Uh, so if you want to fund that, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/DemoListenPodcast. <laughs> um, and then last up, uh, if you want to submit music to the show, it's DemoListenPodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that your release is a year or less old from the time of submission. Thanks to everybody who tunes in, and we'll catch you on the next episode.